0: Welcome to a special parent series, an offshoot of the Success is Subjective podcast, still brought to you by the collegealternative.org website, presented by Lily Consulting, and I'm still your host, Joanna Lilly. As with the evolution of any podcast, I was hearing from more and more parents about how they wish that they could share their story, how they'd wish that they'd known others were going through similar experiences, how they'd wish they'd known it was okay for their child to get help earlier, or how they'd wish they'd even known that therapeutic consultants existed. That's how this special series came to be. Each month, I'll be releasing anonymous parent interviews as they briefly share their emotions, talk through their biggest fears, and impart a piece of advice for other parents out there that may have a struggling adolescent or young adult. This special series feels liberating and instills hope. Without even broaching the topic of success, we are inherently talking about the shifts and what success looks like through the eyes of a parent whose child is struggling with their mental health or substance use. It almost doesn't need to be said, but of course I'm going to say it anyways, success for each of these parents and their child is subjective. In this episode, I learned from a dad talking about his son who struggled with anxiety throughout his early teens, which morphed into OCD and body dysmorphia, which is a type of OCD, in his late teens. As an 18-year-old, he was homebound for six months, did a residential program, and then had an adverse reaction to antidepressants that triggered rapid bipolar cycling, which wasn't caught for eight months. During this time, he attempted to start college but dropped out after an episode in a psychiatric ward and then did some online classes from home. He attempted another residential program where he fell into a deep depression in the middle of 2021 and then returned home. Over the last 12 months, he has significantly stabilized and as a 21-year-old just returned to college with lots of supports and all of his parents' fingers are crossed. Let's dive in. Uh, Thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Joanna.
0: Let's jump right in. The first question that uh, we kind of want to tee this off with is if you could describe the feelings that you had when your young adult was struggling or when they made a decision that impacted you, please share those.
1: Sure. I think what's, what's interesting about this question is there's so many feelings throughout this journey and sort of the different extremes. And so I might sort of start with some surprising feelings for me. I'm I'm a pretty calm person normally, um, but I've certainly had a fair amount of anger and just upsetness along the, the years. I've anger at the situation and anger at, you know, my son and anger at society and anger at being stuck in this place. Yeah. I mean, I think... On the flip side, and I don't think this is uncommon, that incredible feelings of love and happiness when he and we were able to get through something, I think I've known myself and, and my wife um, you know, much more through the love that we've shared as our family through these sort of trials and things we've gone through. So I, it's a roller coaster. I mean, I think the feelings, anybody who's who's been through this, Um, And us for sure just know that every day is a new day and the feelings are there. Um, And that's, you know, a big part of, of the journey.
0: So with everything that you went through, what would you identify as kind of your biggest fears during these, the hard times?
1: I think overall it was feeling out of control and that, the map that I had for my life and for my family's life was just not in in my control, and looking it around and seeing you know friends and other people and the sort of paths they were taking and knowing that there was a lot that I just couldn't have control over and I could influence and I could you know perhaps push in a right direction or a different direction. um, I think overall, a bit of dread that it was never going to change and that it was something that I and we were going to be stuck with, you know, forever, um, including the financial implications of it and just the emotional and, you know, being saddled with something, it just, you know, that feeling of it's never going to get better. Um, it's always going to be be this way was just an overall sort of emotion to have to deal with. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's that is uh, a heavy weight to bear. So, as a parent, I'm just kind of curious: who did you lean on for support during the time that that you were a young adult was struggling?
1: Yeah, I mean, my I think my wife and I learned pretty early on not to lean on each other too much because we each have, you know, our our, our caregiving and going through our own things. Um, so I, you know, leaned on my brother and my mom a lot. They have always been there for me emotionally. I think what's tricky is they they certainly got it emotionally but didn't understand it from a therapeutic or experiential sense. Um, I've had a therapist for a while now um, who's both been helpful for me, giving me perspective on mental health and mental illness and, and also just there for me to process things, and then there's, there's a forum, the bipolar, uh, Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance that I joined, which I found extraordinarily <laughs> amazing. Like these people are superheroes and just their stories, uh, firsthand stories of what they've been through and a place that I could share what I've been through. It's, it's just different than with friends who haven't experienced it. So.
0: So with that in mind, what advice would you give a parent that is going through even a remotely similar situation that you went through?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I sort of a bunch of different things. And uh, I learned early on to think of this as the long game. And I I think in the beginning, there was a sense of if I can only find we can only find the right medication, the right therapy or the right place, then it's just going to it's going to be fixed. And through you know a couple of years of ups and downs, realized that that perspective's not helping and shifted to the long game and For me, that's five to ten years that you know the small incremental wins right now add up to something that in five years' time are meaningful um and will get us somewhere and and that's you know when I hear about other people's stories it's similar. I think we were told early on. Which was true for us. Is finding the right therapist and psychiatrist is really critical, and we went through a, a bunch of them. In hindsight, I wish we had um, gone through them quicker. There, there were a couple of therapists that just, in hindsight, were just not good fits. But we kept sort of pushing him to to keep up with it. But he's now working with a therapist that it is, and it's such a quick and it, it does it's just um so much you know stronger effect. Um, I think in the psychiatry world, this may be a bit of my own coping mechanism, but I learned to to research this stuff. Um, we had one psychiatrist who did not do a good job at all and actually made things worse. And after that, I've just been researching medications and researching conditions and, and just getting up to speed. There's, there's so much information out there and there's so many people that are willing to, to help out with stuff. And I think the last thing Like within the family, keeping love alive, because it's really easy to get angry, like I started off with and blame, but, you know, always returning to the reason we're angry is because we love each other and care about each other and, you know, resting on that core. I think for me, especially in some of the really dark days, like a gratitude practice where even just waking up in the morning is an amazing thing. Um, the fact that I and we have a roof over our head, that's like legitimately an amazing thing. And so just being, you know, having gratitude for what we have. Yeah. And reaching out for support. I mean, I I guess self-care is something we heard early on, which is absolutely true, Is is prioritizing yourself and knowing when I'm too stressed and too stretched to really help and need time for myself and need to do things to, to care for myself.
0: Thank you for sharing a part of your story and for ending on that note of advice for families, because I know some folks will hear this, their experience or their emotions or their fears will resonate. Um, and hopefully they'll take your advice to heart. So thank you again for taking the time to share your story.
1: Yeah, my pleasure.
0: That's it for this week's Success is Subjective episode. I want to thank the parents for joining me on this week and for being willing to share their journey. It's raw, vulnerable, and takes some serious courage to be willing to put their voice out there into the podcast universe. Stay tuned for the next episode in this special parent series where you can bet it'll be another family sharing their personal story of adversity, acceptance, and peace you might have noticed that there's no contact information in the show notes for this special parent series. But if you're interested in getting connected to the parent on a particular podcast episode, please email me Joanna, J-O-A-N-N-A at successissubjective.org. If you are a parent who's interested in being a guest on the podcast, also email me at Joanna at successissubjective.org. I will be remiss if I didn't tell you to check out the collegealternative.org and lilyconsulting.com websites for additional resources outside of podcasting. If you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor and subscribe. And while you're at it, feel free to leave a review. You can also download to listen to the Success is Subjective podcast on any other popular podcast apps such as Amazon, Audible, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And last but not least success is subjective is listener supported made possible by me and you you can show support for the continuation of this podcast by donating on the success website thank you for tuning in and remember there is no single path through life success is what you make it
2: do you have a teenager or young adult who seems to have lost their way Maybe they need help navigating adolescence, adulthood, and decisions surrounding higher education. Or maybe they have become withdrawn, their grades are slipping, or they are flat out living a reckless lifestyle and you're concerned about their health and well-being. If this describes what your teen or young adult is facing, a therapeutic consultant may be able to help. Mental health, addiction recovery, and higher education can all be equally expensive. While information is everywhere, how do you know what option is the best one for your family? Some parents have the time to research and navigate this on their own. Some don't. If the latter applies to you, enter therapeutic consultants. Therapeutic consultants, like Joanna, listen to your family's specific needs and advocate on behalf of your loved one. TC's will research therapeutic resources, recommend treatment programs, and assist during adulthood transitions. Not being affiliated with any program, their support is completely objective and catered toward the best interest of each unique family. To find a qualified therapeutic consultant to work with, check out TCA, also known as the Therapeutic Consulting Association. Their website is TherapeuticConsulting.org, all one word, again, that's TherapeuticConsulting.org. Then click the Find a Pro tab up at the top.